Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Sianja. My name is Manchi. And I'm Vartika. And today we're going to look beyond 100 ghost stories from China and Japan. Ooh. All right, all right. Surprise, Manchi is covering this topic. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, did you I think the, get scared? No, because. I actually, okay, so just to preface, a lot of these, I think, will probably, will be more Japanese because um, the artists themselves are Japanese who painted these 100 ghost stories. Um, And they're not, I mean, they're not really that frightening to me, I think, because they're, I think they're more aesthetic than they are horrific, or it's just like a different time period where we see much more graphic horror and realistic horror images, right? So... And I think the other thing is they paint people sort of with the beauty standards of back then. So it's like very different from what our beauty standards are now. So, so no, in short, no, I don't think I got terrified. And also the stories are kind of old fashioned a little bit, you know? <laughs> but we can get into some of them later. Um, so they're not, they're not as, as scary as I, as I would have imagined them to be. Manchu, yeah. did you get scared last week after last week's um, haunted eBay painting? She literally so, bundled herself up in bed before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. She got scared before she even heard anything. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was not. <laughs> which, yeah, which by the way, clearly because another episode came out, we are all fine. Yeah, the well, painting didn't happened. get any of us. <laughs> That's true, and I just want to say I was actually paranoid, you guys. <laughs> Like, I always think about whenever I go to bed, like, oh, no, what if there's someone in the dark? And I know logically it can't be, or if it is anyone, it'd be, like, my parents or if my sister's home than her. Why would like, they be in the dark? They just come and sneak up or, like, they're my mom, um, so she doesn't bother my dad. She co- she'll come upstairs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, sure. logically it can only be three people. Okay, but I after see. last week's episode, I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" And I lay down. I was like, "Oh my god!" But I'm I would so argue, not. I would argue that's what makes it scary, right? Because you're like, logically, it can only be my family members. But what's mm-hmm. scary is if something breaks the logic and truly a stranger appears in your room, and you're. That, I think that's what the most frightening is. Is just something that something illogical happened. Yeah. Okay, cool. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully after today. <laughs> You'll be less scared. You'll be less scared. Chica. Okay, good. You'll be fine. Also, Do we these... have any pictures of these? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can uh, post. Can we look at them or no? <laughs> yeah, no, I would. I would recommend looking at them. I think they're really nice. They're really nice to, I, I mean, I think they're a very good. Um, I think they're a good demonstration of Japanese woodblock print. Mm. And I know the most. Oh, I love me my prints. Yeah, Sandra, you're a huge print printer, so um, so you know, take inspiration, I guess. Or... Don't be throwing that around because then people want you to make stuff for them. Uh, Sandra is it. running if a any... robust yeah. printing service. If oh. anybody would like to en- employ her services, don't not put that out in the universe because I have thought about it. New merch. That's, that's a okay. that's what terrifies Sandra the most is uh everybody clamoring for her for her prints. Literally. Uh like 
the fucking responsibility and effort I have to put in. No, thank you. That was two years ago, me. The current me, <laughs> I want to go live off the grid. That was pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, so there are print images and we can put some up on the website um, and our cover picture for this podcast will be one of the prints. Um, but also if people are interested to look offline on their own, um, if you want to go to the Boston Museum of Fine Arts, they have a pretty large collection that's both digital and in person of these ghost story prints. Um, and they're specifically from an artist who we will talk about today, and that's Tsukiyoka Yoshitoshi. I apologize. To any Japanese speakers, we try our best on this show to get all the nuances of the language, but we are not. We have such a global reach. <laughs> you always have to preface it, you know. I mean, I we could to... have people in the U.S. Um, or like Japanese speakers from the U.S. listening in. Because we have such an international reach. <laughs> well, Let me is... rephrase. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. This is for our international listeners if you exist and our local listeners so you can you exist if you exist as well <laughs> way to call us out there okay all right so so we'll we'll talk about yoshitoshi in a little bit um but i first wanted to set the ground for why there are woodblock prints during this time period of ghost stories and specifically you know 100 is a pretty specific number right so Let's talk about why that is. So actually during the Edo period in Japan, there was a horror game that was called The Gathering of 100 Supernatural Tales. And it started in the samurai class, but it actually quickly spread through society. So everybody was playing this game. Um, And the premise of the game is you play it during the nighttime and you, you have three separate rooms. And you would light up a hundred candles in the third room and put a single mirror on the surface of a table. And then when you when the sky was at starkest, when it was the nightest night, um, guests would gather in the first of the three rooms and take turns telling scary stories or folklore tales that were passed on. Um, and these are supernatural stories that they talk that they talk about. Um, and later, these types of supernatural tales are known as kaidan. And at the end of each kaiden, the storytellers would enter the third room and extinguish one candle, look in the mirror, and then head their way back to their first room. And with each tale, the idea is that the third room with all the candles would get darker and darker because you're extinguishing candles. And then once you reach the 100th tale and the room is completely dark, it should create a safe haven for spirits to come through. And as, as it happens, you know, we're all scaredy cats. Typically, people would stop playing after the 99th tale, so they don't, you know, invoke spirits that they've been summoning by telling the tales. <laughs> I thought that, that was is so annoying. Like, if I was a spirit, I, if I was a spirit, I was like, why'd y'all do all this if you were not going to commit? <laughs> yeah, if you're not following through. Yeah, like, you gather all of us here. There's a really thin veil yeah. But nobody can reach because of that one candle. You, yeah. you really did this to us. You wasted our time. And imagine this happened a lot because everybody was playing this class, this game during the Edo period. So Ugh. and it kind of reminds sure... me of Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it reminds me of like Bloody Mary and all of that stuff when we were doing 
as kids or like the um chain emails where they were like you have to forward this on or you're gonna oh die gosh. at midnight I hated those chain emails so much I at first I didn't know what was going on in them because I would only see like everyone's signature blocks <laughs> I I remember emailing my friend because that's when I had also just moved from California so I remember emailing all my friends like hey stop sending me these emails that just have everyone's names like I don't need them and then at some point when I did end up scrolling down and I read through I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh and I remember staying up until midnight to see whether or not you would die yeah 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 so this is similar but this is like just imagine that but in the Edo period of Japan um this this specific um game reminds me of the three king game I don't know if y'all have heard of it but a lot of paranormal like podcasts and stuff uh, talk about it and it's basically you go in a room with like three mirrors it's a whole process and i'm paraphrasing but basically you go in a room with three mirrors and this like and i think it's like the devil that appears or some like demon and you just ask each other questions and the whole thing is that you can't like seem too eager or show like a lot of excitement because then the whole point is to not show, to not reveal that you're human. Because as soon as that happens, oh. you become trapped. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I really don't think I'm getting all those details right, but essentially. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's interesting how, like, through time, humans are constantly inventing games type or game-like type of mechanisms to scare each other, you know? It kind of also... Just... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to kind of change or like say something else that it reminds me of oh okay i'll go ahead then it reminds i don't know if you guys have heard of squid game but it's been Ah. trending on netflix and everyone's talking about it and i don't have netflix (laughs) right now it's like i want to see it but one of my teammates in one of my classes i guess spent the whole night watching it Mm -hmm. and that thoroughly annoyed me (laughs) Yeah, because yeah, they they were useless that day, as they kind of always are. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this game now. <laughs> so I don't know if Manchi knows because she didn't give not. any reaction. No, what I Squid do not game know is. what Squid okay. Game is. Okay, so Squid Game is like all these people go in to risk their lives in like some type of mysterious survival game to try to win money, and it's like a bunch of kid games. I don't know if you guys know what. Uh, dalgona candy is but it's like melted sugar essentially and then you press a shape into it and once it hardens you want to try to break it to where uh, you only get the specific shape and you don't break the shape part so that's like one of the games in the show and everywhere it's it's like all over um twitter and stuff but anyways um kind of reminds me of that just the way you were describing it like yeah, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> but I, I just looked up the Wikipedia for the show, and apparently there's an Indian actor in it, and it's a Korean show. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Always finding ways to scare ourselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about this the game of gathering of 100 supernatural tales because, um, because what happened was obviously 100 stories, super difficult to remember. So, so what happened? So, there's an element of telephone in this. 
<laughs> not quite. So, you know, people just can't remember a hundred ghost stories or a hundred distinct ghost stories, right? And also during this time, the printing press became super popular. And so there's they started to have kaiden themed books that collected horror stories from Japan and China. And it's it that kind of reminded me like the rise of horror comics, right? Because of this game. I was now, about to say. Yeah, now everybody's yeah. like reading these horror stories like these collections of horror stories um and it got super popular during this time period uh which we do like a modern remake of uh of these i mean i think we could like i think uh with llamas (laughs) llamas. yeah we should put out our own uh kaidan with uh llama heads instead of humans you know that would be cool Mm -hmm. um but it was also thought that these kaidens inspired modern day Japanese horror films and urban legends. Mm-hmm. And as we read through some of the urban, or as we read through some of the kaiden, you'll, you'll kind of feel like it does sound like some of the modern, modern stories. Um, but, you know, not only were there printing presses that were creating these stories, but artists were also creating woodblock prints. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. And specifically, there were two artists that I wanted to highlight a little bit. And the first we already talked about, which is Yoshitoshi. But also, if you guys remember, uh, Hokusai, who is the artist behind The Great Wave, he actually also created a five woodblock print series of the ghost stories in 1930 when he was in his 70s. And it's based on this game. And um, if you want to look at some of the paintings, you can find them online. Um, The website I was looking at was just publicdomainreview.org and it has Hokusai's ghost stories. And so you can look at the images and um, they also talk about the ghost stories behind the images. And so we'll, we'll go through some of them as well uh, during the podcast. Hokusai, very famous artist. He was creating Woodblock series for this. Um, another super famous artist, which we don't really talk about a lot in Western analysis of Japanese art is Yoshitoshi. And he was born in 1839 and passed away in 1892. And he created his Woodblock series, 100 Stories of Japan and China, or sometimes it's called 100 Ghost Stories of China and Japan. And in Japanese, it's Waken Hyaku Monogatari. It was created around 1865. It's just 100 ghost stories. And, and you know, you can go through all of them and see it. Um, and we know it's based off of the game because the first title page, the first Woodblock print, which is like the title page of his series, has these fans with wording on them kind of scattered around the room and has a single candle. So I think that's a pretty good indicator that this was based off of the game. Um, and a little bit more about Yoshitoshi was that he was recognized as the last great master of the woodblock printing and painting genre. And that's because after sort of in the end of his lifetime, Japan started adopting Western technologies like photography and lithography, uh, which really rendered woodblock printing obsolete and not a lot of people appreciated the art form, the traditional art form. I wonder what woodblock printers of like born from his time and, you know, least considered like classical masters thought of like the printing press and like mm-hmm. how popular it started to become um, and the like towards that like the middle and end of the century yeah I think a lot of the the great masters had passed away by then Mm -hmm. Yoshitoshi was kind of the last one and he actually taught a few students but because I think as a group of artists 
they were just dwindling anyway you know they didn't really have a voice in it and most of society was accepting you know photography and and the western technology that was coming in so yeah it's a it's a bit sad but you know it is what happens um and i think also during this time period uh, around 1865 he was creating really graphic woodblock prints so he created another series called 28 famous murders with furs and it shows really gra- graphic detailed violent killings um like women with their heads cut off and blood everywhere these are actually somewhat disturbing um and i had a tough time looking at them but it's thought that he had this very violent theme during during this time period because his father passed away in 1863 which is just two years before his 100 ghost stories and also it's thought that it's because of the lawless and violence of japan that was surrounding yoshitoshi during this time um, and that comes from the breakdown of the feudal system that was imposed by the Takugawa shogunate, as well as the effect of contact with Westerners. So, so in sum, during this time period, while he was making the 100 ghost stories, he also painted some very graphic, violent uh, killings as well. Yeah. What I'm hearing is he went through like that angsty, like artist teenager phase. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, when I draw his violence, I'm so yeah. edgy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although I think he's he's angsty because of his country and his uh, and his dad passing away. <laughs> I mean, very valid reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, this reminds me of those angsty teenagers. Nobody gets yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can see it. Um, <laughs> but later in his life, he painted something called 100 Aspects of the Moon and 36 Ghosts. And these are actually what he is most well known for. Um, when people talk about Yoshitoshi, that's the stuff he is most well known for. But since we're talking about spooky stories, you know, um, his 100 stories of Japan and China, or 100 ghost stories of China and Japan, uh, is what we're going to talk about a little bit more today. Or, I mean, you know that's what you know we're, we're diving into the history behind behind that and behind some of the ghost stories as well so yeah um i also wanted to mention <laughs> that he had painted something else during his lifetime that was um or he had another woodblock print which was this woman tied up upside down in a mansion and apparently it inspired um like future japanese bdsm which now involves like tying people. I know what you're talking about yeah tying people in like really intricate ways um isn't it called shibari yeah 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 so I thought that was interesting I think it's interesting that like you know the woodblock prints and sort of the rise of the horror like inspired multiple aspects of modern Japanese culture today I looked up that 28 uh famous, famous murders. murders yeah and I see one where there's like a woman tied up. Yeah. That, yeah like yeah. intricate knot. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it's where it's where it stems from. So yeah, now we know. Okay, cool. So we kind of talked about the history of why people were making woodblock prints of ghost stories, specifically a hundred of them. Uh, we talked about the stories and we talked a little bit about Yoshitoshi. So I thought it might be good to talk about a couple of the 
a couple of the ghost stories that were put on wood block print. And we're going to talk about, um, we're actually going to look at Hokusai's just because his five, he only did five. So we can just kind of easily go through all of them. Um, but these are pretty classic ghost stories. And so maybe we can spook some audience members, or maybe I can at least get Bartiko or Seangelo spooked today. So <laughs> protect I mean, yourself. Maybe Bartika. Maybe Tika. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm what if Manchi scares herself? I'm, I'm like still surprised Manchi's covering this topic. I mean, I, I went through all of this during my research and I thought it was okay. I was fine. All right. All right. I'm still alive, guys. <laughs> okay, then if Manchi's fine, then I should be fine. Yeah. All right. Let's start. Maybe the my f- eBay story like wore down her skin a li- or made her skin thicker. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> so, like uh, this this was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't look up that painting on like somebody. <laughs> yeah, if any of the three of us were, were going to get uh, attacked, it would be Tika or maybe you, Sandra, because you did the research. I try to not I try to just I hid my emotions. I did not let it know that I was scared. <laughs> exactly. I will say after we were done recording, I was like in the kitchen area. So the living room had its like lights turned off. Oh. And I was like, I have to run to my room. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely feel that. Like That's how they get you. <laughs> it is. I am still here. Anyway, back to you. Yeah, so let's go through some of the Japanese ghost stories um, and see if any of these are on par with our eBay story. All right, so the first one is called The Mansion of Plates, and the I'll describe the woodblock print a little bit, um, and it shows this woman's face, and it looks like she just has plates as bodies, and she's coming out of this wood tub. Um, and she's blowing out some sort of smoke and she's a her face is like whitish blue sort of like a corpse but the story behind it is that there was a maid named Okiku she had actually broken one of a set of elegant Korean plates that her master owned and her master got so upset with her that he bound her and threw her down a well where she died in her body but not in her spirit and in 1795, wells in Japan became infested with a species of worms covered in thin threads, which people believed to be a reincarnation of the maid Okiku. And so, and the threads were the rem- remnants of the fabric used to bind her. And so they named the bug Okiku Mushi, or the Okiku bug. Anybody uh, scared yet? <laughs> no? I'm shaking. Yeah, yeah. I'm shaking. <laughs> Okay, the next one is the laughing Hanya, and it shows this sort of like a minotaur looking character, and in his right hand, he's clutching the head of a baby, it looks like, and he's uh, laughing maniacally. Um, And so, so apparently this is a cannibal who is the holy union of two other monsters, a Hanya, whose jealousy has turned her into a horn demon, and a Yamamba who dwells in the mountains, living off the meat of kidnapped children. Ooh, spooky. They sound toxic. Yeah, it sounds very toxic. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I thought they're it was... the setup. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you finish. I was just going to say they sound like the setup of a dysfunctional like sitcom. Like reclusive, antisocial, uh, <laughs> half of the unit 
other half super jealous naggy yeah well don't forget and then their yeah their child well they the worst of both of them yeah their child who and then they also eat the meat of kidnapped children you know <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um if you guys have ever read or seen or read the witcher there's like a story there about mm-hmm. maybe i'm gonna ruin it for people so spoilers but there's a t- story where there's a like beauty and the beast type character so the beast and he's happy to be a beast and he's fallen in love with this female creature who he thinks is just like a like t- like a harmless sort of um i think they call they call the creature of buxa and then it's literally revealed that she's actually a vampire and she wants to drink his blood and so he ends up killing her but yeah bit of a toxic story there I thought of, um, I don't know if you guys remember the show Fear Factor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Blast from the, I thought, I thought it was only me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents don't watch the Indian version. So. Wait, so are they making you eat meat of kidnapped children in a, okay, is it not that extreme, but they do make you eat like bugs and like do other scary stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I remember there was this episode. I'm pretty sure the bugs were alive. Where this woman was like, "I'm scared of bugs," and they're like, "Okay, your challenge is that you're gonna be locked in this kind of like where they put like the dead people at morgues." Oh my god! Filled with bugs, and you have to find a key to unlock yourself out. Oh, yeah. And she was like in a bikini. Ah, <gasps> uh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. That, that's yeah. That's like half I of was, the show. And- <laughs> Yeah, and I remember myself thinking, would I do this? I'd be like, no, I would have just walked away. I, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, no I don't think I could world. stomach it. No. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about Oiwa. And this this woodblock print, um, I think, is kind of the scariest out of all of them, in my opinion. But it shows this this face that's been sort of melded together with a traditional lantern and the the woman's face essentially she has her like jaw open really wide um and her eyes are like drooping down and super red um it's kind of it's kind of terrifying in my opinion but um the story behind it is there was a young woman named umi who falls in love with a married samurai tamiya yon or tamiya Imon and her friends try to get his wife, the samurai's wife, Oya, out of the picture with a gift of poisonous face cream. Um, and when the samurai abandons his wife, Oya, it sends her mad with grief. And in her hysteria, she runs and trips on a sword, cursing Imon with her dying breath, and then adopts various forms to haunt him, including a paper lantern. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of one of the horror comic stories where it's very similar. The husband kind of couldn't stand his wife anymore, kills her, and then she essentially comes back and haunts him to his death. <laughs> I, this is why I don't think people should get married. Because <laughs> it can end in death. It just seems like there reaches a point where either, like, one person moves on from the relationship or they get tired of each other i mean like, isn't one of the vows or whatever till death do us part <laughs> yeah 
I think that's a really that's a really depressing. I mean, I think if you work on your relationship together and you guys are both committed, you'll be fine. Uh, I I agree, but I just I don't think people the majority of people have that emotional maturity. <laughs> and that's the scary part of marriage. That's the scary part of being alive. Like, oh, yeah. there's so many people who are emotionally immature and you don't know until like you're in a situation. Yeah. Anyway, you know, just girly things. Back to <laughs> scary things. All right. So the next print is called Kuhara Koheji. And it's basically a skeleton of a man. And he's pulling down a mosquito net. And he's like peering over it. And his head is like bent 90 degrees forward. Um, it's also kind of creepy. Uh, but this is apparently based on a real event where the cuckold and murder victim Kohara Koheji returns from the dead to torment his cheating wife and lover. And in the blog print, he is shown grinning over the top of the mosquito netting that surrounds the bed of his killers. So Tika, just imagine one night you're laying there and the skeleton of a man is just peering over you. Stop. (laughs) Nancy. (laughs) Wait, then wouldn't that imply that she like cheated on somebody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah, who did I cheat so on? So you had a secret, like, boyfriend and didn't tell us? You cheated on yourself, Tika, because, you know, you're married to yourself, so you cheated <laughs> on yourself by being in a relationship, and you're what a throwback of a joke. <laughs> yeah, and your past self is throwback. peering over you, like, why did you cheat on me? Okay, okay, who did Would that I be incest? With, so? Is it incest if you fall in love with yourself? There was a girl who, mar- who like, actually married herself. I remember reading that back in, like, high school or something. Oh, my God. I think I saw something like that in, like, funfacts.tumblr.com. <laughs> Probably. Or ultra facts, ultra facts. I mean, normalize it. Because, like, Loki essentially <laughs> fell in love with himself and Loki, the TV series. Okay, Wait, spoiler like alert. A Greek, <laughs> Sorry. A Greek Sorry. mythology. Narcissus. Yeah, like Echo and... Narcissus, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but then he got turned into a flower called the Narcissus. Mm. So, if you want to... You can either get turned into a flower or you can have your past self peering over you with a maniacal grin, Dika. I was going to say, since I'm the entity, maybe it was someone in the past that I just don't remember. It's true. That you cheated on (laughs) and killed. (laughs) No. Oh, okay maybe not that <laughs> mm-hmm. she's got some skeletons in the closet that's some stuff yeah literal <laughs> literal ones we don't know literal. okay cool let's talk about the last one um and it's called obsession and in this print we see a tombstone uh with some words written on it next to a tombstone we see this basket filled with paper and it looks like Um, other types of offerings um, and there's a snake that's coming out of it and there's a bowl with a swastika on it uh, with some water so the symbolism behind this wood block print it's not really that scary but there's just symbolism Um, so the snake wrapping itself around the tombstone and the offering and the bowl of water it's representing obsessive jealousy uh, which is an emotion that is thought to transcend death 
And so it's wrapping itself around the Buddhist memorial tablet, which is placed on the altar of the deceased. And then the bowl of water with the swastika appears to be a good luck offering. Um, and as Tika, I think, talked about before, you know, it's the, the swastika is not traditionally been associated with Nazis until the Nazis essentially took it over. Yeah, um, it's so. the theirs is the fake version. So if yeah. you see the tilted one where it's like you'll you you you'll know yeah, what it's I kind of like a it, diamond shape instead. Yeah. If it's like straight up, <laughs> if it looks like a box, like a perfect square essentially, then that's the real one. That's the Hindu version. And yeah, don't take that one offensively. You can take the other one offen- offensively <laughs> for sure though. Yeah. I will support you in that. Yep. <laughs> we will all support you in that. Um this is a non-Nazis channel. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, that kind of wraps up the woodblock prints. I think some of the stories were scary, but I feel like a lot of it is more like, don't be obsessively jealous of your lover or stuff like that. I feel like it's like, just don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, don't cheat. Be a, a like, don't murder. <laughs> yeah, be a good don't human. cheat. Don't oh, darn. That's exactly cheating. what I was planning to do. I'm just kidding, you guys. We got it on tape. We got it on tape. <laughs> I promise. I'm kidding. <laughs> Whenever you say just kidding, you guys, it's like the most sarcastic <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> so like all of you are dumb. <laughs> it's true. She tells no lie. No lie. Yeah. I can tell you this much. As the entity, I have not killed anyone except bugs. <laughs> oh. So I'm surprised to have like lived so long and not kill at least one person in self-defense. You just, I mean, I'm the entity. Privilege. No, I'm kidding. Privilege. <laughs> Privilege. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> I'm kidding. All mm. right. Cool. Well, I feel like I didn't really scare you guys, but hopefully I enlightened you a little bit with Japanese whole ghost stories. I mean, I became really intrigued in like the printing aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's a uh, that is probably something we can explore in a later episode. Yeah. It's just yeah. the techniques behind it, or maybe we'll I do a live stream where we attempt woodblock printing. I think the scariest part was that whole sh- uh, Shibari connection. <laughs> Inspiring Japanese BDSM for years to come. Yeah, and I mean it's making its way over here. Oh well, you, right. you heard it here first. Yeah, it's it's on TikTok. Wow, really? Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Interesting. What but it's side like, of TikTok are you on to see that? No, a, a friend, a friend was telling me how like a friend. It showed up. Yes, a friend. A friend. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> um was telling me how like it just showed up on like their algorithm and they were like, oh, I guess it's like a new like style, like a new trend to like, you know, like an accessory. Oh, and they like gotcha. Yeah, and they, like, clicked on the tag, and it w- turns out it was, like, this whole, like, kind of, like, fetish. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, wait, I want to see this. So I looked it up, and then I saw a few videos of people, like, showing you, like, how to do stuff. Oh, wow. And, like, I will say this. I feel like the American version of it is very watered down. Because oh. people very much use it as, like, an accessory. Like, huh, like you could yeah. probably wear it in public. Which yeah. I'm pretty sure in Japan, it's like a whole, like, okay, a body wrapped up right. and stuff. Yeah. 
No, yeah, they're like hung upside down from yeah. the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is something haunting about the one image I saw um, of like the modern day. Yeah. But, you know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think that what's scary to me is that like lack of control yeah. with being tied up. Yeah. Clearly, I'm a control freak. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's a good place to end the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully everybody learned a little bit about Japanese ghost stories and uh, how they used to scare themselves by uh, also inventing horror games. Mm-hmm. And by extension, created Shibari. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? The world is so massive. <laughs> yeah. All right. I believe Artika outros us. Yes. All right, guys, if you have any stories you would like us to cover, please email, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. You can also follow or you should also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Patreon, where all of our ads are Art Drama Llama. And lastly, thank you for joining us. And we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with you all next time. Bye, llamas. Bye. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.